Welcome to the Whole Point Podcast, all about guest conversations and our personal thoughts about big ideas that will elevate your life and change your mind. We're talking about how to bring them into your business, your family, and your real life, and what that looks like day to day on any random Tuesday. I'm Christy Bartelt, a quirky, wise mentor helping women confidently love themselves and change their lives and their minds. I'm Serena Talbot, and I'm passionate about helping people heal and accomplish their goals, bringing spirituality and intuition into the process so that people can move forward with the life they are created to live. Thanks for joining us. All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about a book. And the reason we wanted to talk about this book is because we both found it incredibly powerful. It's, of course, really popular right now. We are talking about Untamed by Glennon Doyle. It was recently released, and it's full of immense wisdom for women, how we can live as our true selves, which is at the essence of what Serena and I do when we talk to each other, when we help our clients. Um, It's why we love being together and kind of like chewing on issues um, because we are in the business of authenticity and allowing our authentic selves to reemerge wherever they've been covered up. What I love about the book, it's to me, it's all about being allowed to be who you really are and that unconditioning, you know, she's saying untamed and I would say unconditioning from all the things that have told us how to be in this way that isn't who we really are, that we feel like if we stop being the way we're supposed to be, we become who we really are, we're going to disappoint people, everything's going to fall apart, we're going to lose approval, we're going to lose so much and basically the book is saying it's worth it to become who you really are and live the life you're really supposed to live. And if you're not familiar with Glennon, the reason she's so the right person to write this book, it's interesting because she's written other books and I feel like they've just been, they're the iterative process of her life, the actual transformation. She has it, she writes a book and then the next one blows it all up and starts again in the way that we're all invited to do our lives, right? Yeah. It's so much permission. Yes. And I think that's the magic. The magic of this book is it was written on the heels of, I would say, one of the most major things you could do as a woman, which is, and this is completely public knowledge and won't be a spoiler alert, but the idea that she was married to a man. She was in a, you know, a normal quote unquote relationship, you know, your standard by the book kind of relationship, man, wife, kids. And she fell in love with a woman. And this book is about that untaming of herself, becoming more and more herself. And it is glorious. It's glorious. So there's a couple of things that I think are really helpful to me. Like as I was reading it, I think it's very informative from a parent perspective. I guess I look at almost everything from a, <laughs> you know, parenting my inner child and parenting my, my actual children perspective. And there's a lot of Serena uses the permission, the word permission, but there's a lot of like opening for me. Yeah. A lot of things that I already knew, but she talks so much about letting people feel what they feel, period, and not having to change it. And that's not a story that many of us grew up with. So to have it written and be in words, something that I do, I teach, I practice, to have somebody else 
that's got clout put it in a book and talk about how it helped her daughter and herself. I was like, you know, full victory arms, like every chapter. I'm like, yes, that's right. That's how I read the book. I read the book in saying out loud, yes, I agree. I agree. I agree throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I think collectively she took everything we were all feeling and, and just said, here you go. Here's what you've been struggling with. And, and here's a plan like to become who you really are. Like the things we struggle with that we don't tell people that we feel guilty. We're, We're like, I should be grateful for this beautiful family or this lifestyle that I have, but there's this huge part of you that wants more. And she talks to that part and you know, that part. And she talks about how that part, the wanting more, the wanting more is actually because you're supposed to be having more because that's who you really are. And we spend so much time trying not to want. And then, you know, she talks about how the wanting is good things. And and what you're describing is the parenting, the inner child is how you allow yourself to get the want because you start from the inside affirming that what you want is good. And because if we're going to look outside, we are not going to get affirmed we're going to get more conditioning to be Mm -hmm. good, quiet, sweet, skinny, small. And if we don't set ourselves free on the inside, we won't have the courage like she did. And what I love is she did it. (laughs) She did. It's one thing to talk about turning your life upside down. And it's another thing to just be like, and to be on, you know, the other side of it and be talking about kind of the way it's working well. You know what I thought was really a beautiful piece of this? And it wasn't um, a main piece, but it was kind of underwoven, was the amount she loves her parents and thanks them for her childhood, but also doesn't um, whitewash the fact that there were things that impacted her and created these, this taming of her. You know, it was... Mm -hmm how her parents responded to her and how she was taught to live her life. She doesn't do any sort of shaming in it. She's very loving to her parents, but she's also very direct about the fact that those things affected her. And I think that, I don't know about you, Serena, but I've seen with clients where you've had a good childhood, you know, not come from any trauma. And it's sometimes harder to see how it affected you because you're so busy being thankful for what it was, even though it wasn't everything you needed. It's, it's almost easier to heal from a dysfunctional or outright cruel parent because you're allowed, quote unquote, to hate them yeah. because they deserve, quote unquote, to be hated. But there's a healing in, I'm, I'm going to keep saying, quote unquote, <laughs> hating. Um, it's really a separating, you know, to grow up, right? You're parenting yourself. The The goal here is a healthy adult. And there's a lot of people who have gotten older who are not healthy adults. And in order to do that, you have to separate from the parent. And when, when they're <clears throat> horrible, it's a lot easier, but there must be a separation process from that person. Yes. And when they are good, it's hard to do it because we're not taught how. And so we're holding on to conditioning from our parents long into our thirties, forties, fifties, that they aren't even necessarily putting on us, but when we disagree with it, we feel like we're disobeying our parents still. And she talks about how to do that, the process. I love you and I'm going to do my own thing because I'm a grown up. Yeah. And and you call me when you're ready to be on board with my thing that I'm doing. Yeah. I think that's what is so 
uh, wonderful about the book is tons of people do this in a dysfunctional way that leaves a mess and everybody broken and everybody yes. hurting, right? Mm -hmm. And and not be not because they're terrible people, but because we don't really know how we're supposed to do this. She gives this. The book is a manual for how to do this and end up with the healthy relationship with your parent and detachment that you're going to do you regardless of whether they're approving or not because you are an adult, but also with her ex-husband. And she just does it in this way of abundance, that there's enough healthiness to go around mm -hmm. so you're not like hating and cutting people off enough love right enough love to go around that you can act so this is the idea that she's breaking if i get what i want it's going to hurt everybody she's saying no you can get what you want and it's gonna it's going to be a painful process yes some people may be hurt but look at this look how i did it look at this good that comes out of the end that you're actually going to have the thing you want you're not going to lose everything that's a lie well, she's showing you that in the end, it can all work out. Like there is a happily ever after, even if you do the painful things in the middle, like they're all that short-term pain is leading to this end result, which is you being able to be more authentic, more yourself. And it's just, it's, it's really glorious to read that from this vantage point, looking back and the relationships having been healed, because I'm sure and she even, she doesn't sugarcoat this. Yeah, it was messy and it wasn't always easy, but she throughout takes full responsibility for her own stuff. And that yep. is why it can That's be why it this works. way. Mm -hmm. That's the manual is how to be responsible for your own self. She's redefining happily ever after. Yeah. I, and know. she's inviting women to yeah. let go of the chains, to be like, you can be all that thing. You can, you don't have to be something somebody told you. Yeah, because in her space, like your, like your space and my space, is you're constantly ru running into women, they start to heal and they start to see their wanting and then it scares the crap out of them because then they're like, okay, you know, you come to this point where you're like, well, I have these things in me that I've been squelching numbing. and yeah. numbing and I understand that in order to heal, I'm going to have to listen to those things, but oh my God, what if those things wreck my whole life and more importantly hurt the kids yes, all, you yes. know that's that's such the the big thing is what if it you know what if it hurts the kids and so we see that all the time and that's why this book was you know so like yes you know i've even told clients you know long before i read the book you know they're like i don't want to be a bitch and it's like well you need uh, to you gotta be, go all the way there first you know more bitchy <laughs> and it's the idea that the the essence, right, of this untamed woman is good mm -hmm. and it isn't a threat and it isn't bad and it isn't really a bitch. I'm not telling people to be cruel, telling them to say what they want, <laughs> to say what they need. But we've been taught that that's bitchy. If I disagree with you, if I stand up for myself, if I have, if I say no, then I'm a bitch. But a man can do that all day long. You know, and it's not a big deal because he hasn't been trained in the same way. Men, men are labeled for crying, right, and in being weak. They have the same conditioning in the other direction. But well, what I really found a lot of, I don't know, solace in, and I really wanted to embrace was that idea that, you know, I could keep doing the easy thing that makes me not get what I want. Or I could do the hard thing that 
might be seen as bad. What am I going to decide? Am I going to, she says, am I going to like myself or are other people going to like me? Which one of those two things is, is the end game here? And I was like, you know what? That's, she's damn right. Like I, at the end of this on my deathbed, I don't want to, I know yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah. thank God. Like Susie down the block liked me because I didn't tell her to, you know, pick up her dog's poop off my lawn or whatever. No, I'm going to be happy that I stood up for myself, that I spoke out, that I just allowed myself to be me, even if it did things. What Are we going to be the people that ask for permission or apologize if we've done wrong? I'd rather be the person that apologizes if I overstep the bounds than continuing to ask for permission to just live a little bit more. Yeah, there's a book um, by Bonnie Ware called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying, and it's that they cared too much what other people thought of them and didn't live the life that they were meant to live. It's funny because I think before this, I would have heard that, you know, the five regrets of dying, like don't let people care too much. And I would have immediate thought, immediately thought about like what I wear or how I raise my kids. What Glennon is calling us to is like, don't let people care about your true inside thing that's scary and maybe doesn't fit in. Like, that's the thing you don't want to let yourself care what other people think about. It's not what you wore on to church on Sunday or any of that stuff. That stuff's small potatoes. She's like, let's do the big thing. And I'm here for that. Hey, guys. We're so excited that you listen to the podcast and we want to reach even more people. We need your help. Can you review our podcast? Let us know what you love about the whole point. Tell us what takeaways you've experienced, what knowledge that you've really appreciated and what kind of guests that you love listening to. And in exchange, we're giving away an intuition session. We have recently started offering intuition sessions to anyone who's interested in having Christy and I both hold space while you ask the really big questions in your life and get the exact answers that you need to move your life forward in the direction you want to go or get those burning questions maybe that keep you up at night answered in a peaceful way that nobody else in the whole world knows except you and learning that self-trust you have the answers and that you actually know how to tap into that. So what we'd like you to do is review the podcast. When you've done that, send us a direct message, screenshot your review, send it to us, and you'll be entered to win a two-hour intuition session hosted by Christy and Serena, a $222 value just for helping us by reviewing and telling us what you love about the podcast. We can't wait to hear what you have to say. And the fascinating thing to me is she didn't plan on COVID-19 and the book Mm. came out like at the perfect time when we're all home. And so many, to me, like so many synchronicities at the same time, because it is an invitation right now for a ton of people. They're pausing, they're regrouping, they're redefining their values right now. And this is such a great time to be doing that right when the book comes out, this manual to help us do that. I think of all the times I've been forced into that. It's like when your back's up against the wall, you know, you're either a victim to the circumstance, which I get it. It's a programmed response, or it's the opportunity to grow into your full value, your full appreciation of what you can actually do and say, yeah, dang it, this is happening to me, but I could bet I could find a solution. And I think that as humans, we need 
um, examples. We need mm -hmm. expanders. And this, this is, book is such a beautiful example of someone just doing it. I mean, we can talk about it all day long, but the bottom line is she just did it. And that's, that's the thing for each of us. Then, you know, that's our invitation to just do it, whatever that is, you know, and she doesn't say, obviously everybody's not going to follow her path to divorce their husband and marry a woman. I think she highly <laughs> recommends it, but is it write a book? Is it start a new business? Is it within your marriage speaking up and saying things that you need and that you want? Is it in any area of your life? Is it creating something where in your current life you're not able to create that? Is it, you know, it can be simple. Well, it's interesting because, you know, as I was reading the book, the conditioning also kicks in for me. You know, you've got the back stuff that's coming up and it's like, oh my gosh, like, well, if Glennon found all of this glory outside of her marriage that she had been conditioned into in the first place, what does that mean about my marriage? Because I was conditioned. I've been deconditioning for years now. So I actually did the hard thing. I was like, okay, what if I read this book and I want a divorce? Then what? Mm -hmm. And I know that the only way to the other side of any thought like that is not suppressing it. It's to get clarity on it. Mm -hmm. So I just was like, okay, well, what is it? Do you, where is your marriage? This is a great time to evaluate that. Yes. I've been married for, I think 13 years. I have to <laughs> double check that number. Um, let's check in on it. I'm not going to be scared of that because I think being untamed is being unscared of even the scariest things. And so I sat down with that yeah. and I was like, you know what? Here's the things that are working really well. Here are the things that are in my control to change. Am I invested in this? And for me, the answer, it was a relief to find I am. I absolutely love my husband. It, spoiler alert, there's no divorce <laughs> happening over here at the Bartels. But it was important for me to sit with that and not be scared of it because it could have been mm -hmm. something that at the end of the book, I'm like, ooh, I don't know, you know, this could, what's inside me. But I actually looked at what was inside me because that's what I, her message was. Don't be scared. And she really talks about intuition. I mean, she, I don't, she says, go inside. I can't remember how she says yes, it in the book. Go but deep. I, the whole, the whole time I'm like, of course, so of course, intuition. She's just relying on her inner guidance. She has completely yes. fallen into alignment with that reliance. And again, I'm doing victory arms over here for her every page. Yes, yes girl. Yes. Go inside. And that's what I did. I did not let myself get scared out of going inside and getting the check-in. Yep. You're supposed to still be here. It's so powerful because if we're afraid that we're going to get a divorce, we need a check-in. Yeah. If it's, if there's a question, then we need a check-in. I mean, that's, that's what it totally is for me too, right? We're afraid of freedom because we, it's unfamiliar and we don't know what it means. And we're afraid to question and find out what's inside. I think because at some level we've been taught that maybe what's inside is hurtful or bad. And it's going to hurt other people or it's dangerous. That's a big conditioning that who we really are and what we really want is dangerous. And that has been, as we walk with people through healing, it's understanding, no, that who you are and what you really want is good. And well, and the hairy, scary fear that you're ignoring, you're pretending to ignore, you're yeah. not actually ignoring. You're just it's, numbing that in some way. You have some coping strategies. Yep. Yeah. And the things we don't want are the things we want to keep 
our kids and protect them from are what we're actually continuing on into their families if we don't change and we don't heal. You know, the, the thing we're trying to protect them from is the thing we're actually showing them how to do. If we don't sit with the feelings and the questions and really like you're saying, going to your intuition is the biggest part. And to me, that's blended, like your purpose, Mm -hmm. your desires, who you are meant to be. Your intuition is where you find that. And it's always trying to get your attention. But when you have a constant communication with it, when you invest that time to have the constant communication in it with it, then it leads you through this process in an awesome way. True wisdom only comes like if I was, you know, however many years from now and one of my kids showed up and said, mom, I'm scared. I might want a divorce. I wouldn't want to go down the road of, oh, are you sure? You know, what's going on? I would want to be able to have faced any concerns I had in that arena so that I know that they can face them too, without me having to fix it or change it for them, but just being able to show up with them and be like, have you asked your guidance? What do you want in your life? You know, what, what is the ego saying and what is the inside saying and, and where is the, the truth and all of that? I want to be able to have said I've done that so that the, when my kids ask me, I can be like, oh, it's that thing. Don't worry. We just look at the hairy, scary fear and then yeah. we know the right thing to do. It's funny to me because she got kicked out of churches, but mm-hmm. the whole book is this amazing demonstration of faith. Faith trusts that when I get to whatever I'm going to find when I look at this fear, when I go deep within, when I, when I work toward reaching for and living my wanting and my true self, who I really am, faith is that it we're going to be taken care of. As part of that, Glennon talks about it later on in the book. It's in the chapter called Comfort Zones about this idea that when women are in that full faith in the place that she's in where they know themselves and they trust themselves, they often can feel a bit off-putting to other women. Uh, And that's an unconscious bias that we have. She actually, I'm going to quote the book here. She says, we become people who say of confident women, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's just something about her. I just don't like her. I can't put my finger on why. And I read that and I thought back and I'm like, who are the women that I thought this about and couldn't quite put my finger on it, but it was because they were fully in their power and they didn't need anything from me. Here's what she said that just like rocked my world. She said, when a man is happy, confident, and at peace, the more happy, confident, at peace he is and strong, the more we like him. She said, the more happy, confident, and peaceful a woman is, the more strong, the more we don't like her. And by that, I guess I'm out here to be not liked then because I'd like to be so confident that everybody's conditioning rubbed up against that. Well, to me, it's Richard Rohr's quote that I'll just quote forever and ever in all kinds of different circumstances is the way to make a system not exist anymore is to make it obsolete. So I you know, I think that's why we're raising our fists as we're like, it's time for that system that despises strong, healthy, happy women to fall. And the way it falls is not for all of us to scream and yell about women's rights. It's for us to become strong, happy, healthy women. So there's so many of us 
there's nobody to look down on it anymore. Mm. That's my goal. Part of what I have been really kind of playing around with the notion of is that a lot people don't realize they think that they have quote unquote daddy wounds or problems from their past that are all related to how men treated them or how their father treated them. But underneath almost everything I've seen in my work is a mother wound because the mother, it's almost like we are imbued with this idea that women are supposed to be perfect and soft, but also strong. Like they have to be every single thing at a hundred percent and nope, men don't have to live up to that. It just seems to me that we can't, we're damned if we do and we damned if we don't. If we're confident and in our place, we're damned by society. And then if we try to fit into society, we're damned by ourselves, right? Like we're in a cage either way. So we have to say, F the cage. I'm going to just live in this cage of society's making, being my own true self, which is exactly what the book was about. And it just feels to me like this is that core, uh, let's not call it a mother wound, feminine energy wound that soft can't also be strong, that receiving isn't also a strength position. Yeah. And it's so exciting to see that shift, see that collective shift, Mm -hmm. that it is growing. It is more and more people embracing it. I don't know about you, Serena, but when I read the book, I kept thinking, I'm right on track. I'm right on track. Like Glennon is saying it, I'm right on track. Yeah. And I think that's why so many people resonated and it's a New York Times bestseller because she was almost coming alongside of all of us as we're running. And Which is, she says, that's what she does. I think that's her joy in life is to just be like, you're okay exactly where you are. Yeah. I think it's the same gift that you have, Serena. This is your gift. The, I see you pacing people like, yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. You got this. Oh, you hurt. Yeah. That's totally normal. It's okay. Keep going. Yes, I would say that is where I tend to be. I'm not, and, and that she's, it's not a book about tips and tricks. Mm-mm. Nope. Stories. She and uses metaphor to teach. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what's so powerful is because when you're encouraging someone, it's really honoring their path. So if we were going to give this like raised fists for women's like authenticity, on a scale of one to five, how many like power fists from a woman would you give it? Oh, all of them. And then some. Same, same. I don't, I don't know how I could encourage people to read this book more because if someone asks me what my book has been of the year so far, it would be this one. So we hope that you got a little bit of a piece of the why it's important, this work that Glennon has put together and also why that yearning in you is good and right and needs to be followed. Just from listening to this podcast, we want you to go and buy that book. And I know Glennon always um, directs people to independent booksellers. So if you're going out to buy it, if you don't have it, try to choose that route. Maybe support your local Andy bookstore in your town. I know everybody at this point could use some local support. Um, But I can't say enough good things. What? Did you see there was a local bookstore that said she yes. paid their bills? Yeah, that was super cool. It was amazing. Well, you know, and she, all of Glennon's work with Together Rising is like a whole different podcast, but 
it's the real deal. Like it's authenticity at its finest because I know that if, she, if, and when she she will write another book, it will take this and it will level it up even further. And it will be unapologetic about the level she was at previously. It will just be like, and here we go. And here we go. Come along with me or I'm alongside of you as we do this all together. Cause there's got, there's probably even more that we can't even imagine from this place of being untamed that we're all going. Yeah. I've recommended it to lots of clients. Yeah. As just as an example, like here's what it looks like. Here's this thing, right? Our old familiar conditioning, we have a want and we have like a dream and we actually don't know what it's going to look like. That's part of the fear as well. It's like, what does this new life look like? And, and she just gives this amazing example. Your new life looks like you married to a soccer superstar. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you have enjoyed us reviewing this book and we would love to hear if you've read it, but we would love to hear what you loved about the book or that we've sparked you to buy the book or whatever it is. I will tell you if you haven't read the book and you're going to get it, I want you to look for the cream cheese quote about children. And I want to let you know that that's my favorite part. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. This has been a book review of Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. Leave us a review. Subscribe so more people can find us. And if you want more information about me or Christy, there's a link to both of our websites in the show notes. And we'll see you next time. Bye.